How's it going, everybody? Welcome to Authentic Podcast. We're here again. Bila, Bila Wele, well, one of our co-hosts here today, um, joining us on the show. How's it going, Bila? Good, thank you. Hi, everyone. Um, it's an honor to be here, join Brandon and kind of talk, um, talk smack, talk about, <laughs> you know, all things that he has questions for, but it's cool to be here. No, yeah, thank you. Thank you for being here. Bila's uh, one of a special friend of ours, you know, he's, he's one of the greatest pe- people to know, actually. Um, if you don't know Bila, you should know Bila, okay? Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so um, actually, just to start off, I'll ask you first to get to know you. It takes a couple of minutes just to introduce yourself. So, just your name, age, um, your favorite food, and then also, um, what's one thing you can't live without? Okay, um, so my name is William Total Jason Weller. Everyone calls me Bila, obviously. So, um, I am 25 years old. I. Like long walks on the beach. <laughs> 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 I'm my favorite food. As you can see, I like to eat everything. Food's, so I'm food's not important. Picky. Yeah, it's important. Um, I guess, yeah. And then what's uh, one thing that you can't live without? One thing that I can't live without, honestly, as cliche as it is, like my life would be upside down if I didn't have my sister around. So like, facts. She is who I can't live without, just because. I can't do anything. And she kind of like makes notes of everything. Kind of like a personal assistant, but then kind of like <laughs> But yeah, kind of like that. Yeah, so that's, that's super cool. Family's important, man. Family's important. Definitely. Um, especially for us as well. Um, yeah, so I guess just give just give a little background about yourself, Peter, like, because um, you're, you're a teacher, right? Is that correct? That's right. Awesome. That's right. Um, yeah, so like just give us a background about you, like where'd you go to school, a um, little bit about that. Um, yeah. So, I went to high school at Auckland Grammar, started Ooh. in 2009, finished in 2013. You're probably cringing because, <laughs> you know, Brandon's a king's boy, I've been a grammar boy, but you know how it is. Um, so, yeah. If you guys don't know, actually, you know, King's Grammar game is actually, actually today, you know, so up the crown, up the crown, let's go. Oh. See if, uh... <laughs> <laughs> let's not bring our viral rivalry. Right, you're right, okay. you're right, you're right, you're right. Um, yeah, so went to high school, Auckland Grammar, and started a Bachelor of Education, graduated in 2018, and I've been teaching three and a half years now. I like that, I like that. That's super cool. And you're teaching at which school? So I'm currently teaching in middle school at Pasadena Intermedia, so shout out to Pasadena Intermedia. Pasadena, nice, <laughs> nice. If anyone doesn't know where that's at, um, Western Springs. Western Springs. Near Western Springs. Next to Motet? No? Yeah, right near Motet, so in between there. Nice, nice, nice. Good memories of Motet. Good memories of Motet. <laughs> I guess so. Um, so being a teacher, I guess um, what um, what made you really want to become a teacher? And like, have you always wanted to be one? I think for me, honestly, um, the biggest dream that I had was I always wanted to be like on daytime television. Yeah. Like I used to watch Wendy Williams growing up all the time, and I used to be like, you know what, I want to be that Wendy Williams of New Zealand. And obviously, that's not. About well, not obviously, but for me, it wasn't a tangible goal yeah, to yeah. Be like, I can go and do that. So I settled for the next best thing was to be a teacher because teacher. that's me. I get to be a co-host in front of kids all day long. But that's kind of like the short version of it. But honestly, I love helping people and I love um, teaching. It's just something that I find that is awesome. And the fact that I get to kind of influence the future generation. I like that. 
that's just that's that's amazing. I think that's especially something that we need as well. Like, I feel like good teachers is is super crucial to our next generation, and like I don't know, they just have a huge impact. Because I think when you're like when when you're in primary or when you're in yeah wherever school you go to, like you do have like a fond memory of teachers that you do have. You always remember go back, man. I remember yeah remember that teacher. So yeah, my primary teachers they're pretty cool too. So. Well, this is a big thing because for me, it's just like teachers influence everything we do. Like as much as we don't see it, but not only do I teach maths, reading, writing in my class, I also teach like, you know, how to have good manners, how to be respectful and like that stuff that you get taught at home. Like for me, as a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, that's Mm. stuff that I grow up with, but then some kids don't get those types of things and I implement that also into my teaching Mm, so that kids can learn that. That's super cool. Yeah, and like, I don't know, like, I've always loved my teachers, and, like, they're so important. I think, yeah, I think that maybe they're under undervalued sometimes, right? Do you, do, you feel so? do you want to say it again? No, I feel like, do, <laughs> do you feel that way sometimes, though? Like, do, do you feel like, like, I don't know, like, parent interview, I guess, I don't know how it is, but, like... I, I think like there's a lot of expectations that come from teachers, Okay, but it's just, like, okay, do this, do this, do this, mm-hmm. but then definitely undervalued, because, yeah. like, we... Look after your kids. Exactly. That's from nine to three. And we kind of, of course, have an influence of them. And then when they Mm -hmm. come to us, they're with us like the whole day. Yeah. Like for some families, they're with us more than they're with them. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, throughout the whole day. And I I feel like some people need to just actually step back and appreciate that sometimes. You know? Am I I, I not wrong? (laughs) No, you're not wrong at all. (laughs) Exactly. Because like... Yeah, like, they're there most of the time. Even sometimes they get dropped off earlier than they're supposed to be. When teachers are not there, they're at school until, like, in, I don't know, sometimes they have programs that keep the kids there as well. You know, so they're even there longer longer hours than they're at home. Yeah. Um, and sometimes they get even more attention at school and at, and at um, with teachers more than their own parents. So yeah, because, like, for some kids, that's, like, where they come in, it's an escape for their reality. Like, for us, we have kids that come to school with no shoes, no lunch, and then we provide all of that mm-hmm. for them. And it's almost like I get this the one time between nine and three I can be whoever I want to be yeah. and escape the life that I have at home. Exactly. That's yeah. I guess going along the way, like I um, like what was that process like? How was that process of you becoming a teacher? Like, just for those who like you know going maybe thinking about teaching at middle school, high school, wherever it is. Um, what's that that process? Is it just going to school, right? Basically. Yeah, so there's two different ways of doing it. So then if you want to become a primary teacher, they have a Bachelor of Education, and then that's like with a major in primary teaching. Yep. And you learn the fundamentals, but you don't go and learn like English, maths, and reading. Like you learn how to teach math. Mm-hmm. Like we learn the strategies on, okay, so essentially five times five, you understand that that's five groups of five. So understanding the logic behind it and what's happening with the numbers, mm-hmm. and then going from there. And then... Um, there are two different pathways also we have with high school teachers of course that's majoring in one specific subject so you might want to study I don't know a Bachelor of Arts of a major in yep. Geography and then you, there's a one year program where you can get a diploma in teaching and then you can teach right through high school down to primary okay cool oh I guess what, what would you say or is it, what would be the best recommended way to go or just per- personal preference basically definitely I think depending on what um, age group you want to teach with the, uh, that would be best to go with primary teaching, like a mm-hmm. three-year degree in primary teaching. And then if you want to expand your horizon, say you want to go and do something with geography for a little bit, and then when you get like to an older age, that yep. could be like something you can fall back on as a, 
all right, now I'm settling down. I've got like five kids. Mm-hmm. I'll do a one-year deployment teaching, and then you can teach for a couple of years while your kids are growing up. Mm-hmm. So you can have the same sort of holidays with them. I like that. Super cool. Um, I guess other than that, um, we did want to mention um, you do yourself. You have a current business, right? A brand, right? Yes. So I have Bad a, and Booge. Oh, oh, sorry. Was you supposed to? Say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, so I have a um, online boutique, Instagram boutique, um, called Bag and uh, Bad and Booge, as you said. Yes, sir. Like Bad that. and Booge. Bad and Booge. <laughs> <laughs> So you want to know about a little bit more? Yeah, about yeah, yeah. So talk to us, like, just give us a bit of background. Um, when did you get the idea? Like, how, how did it start? Just to tell, yeah, just walk us through that. Okay, so with my online boutique, so growing up, like, I've been obsessed with clothes all the time. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, I love wearing clothes. I love putting outfits together. Like, that's just what was my release to kind of get my creative. Exactly, exactly. Um, fix. Yeah. And I found that that's what I'll do with my sisters and my mom at home, mm-hmm. I would be like, okay, like I'll help dress them. I'd be like, okay, these outfits are cute. Get this, this, and this together. And then I figured like my mom and my sister had a hard time finding clothes that were cute and were age appropriate, but mm. weren't like old ladyish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So then what inspired it was I thought if I started my online business, I'll be able to bring that. I'm sure they're not the only other woman in plus size. Exactly. Who would be feeling the same way. You know, feeling like they have old Nana clothes. Mm. So I, I, and I think that's like, I mean, that goes for like a lot of us I think, here in, in Auckland too sometimes, you know, like, or in New Zealand in general, like, just finding the right sizes, you know? Because we're like, we're not like, like, we're, we're, there's a lot of big, big people like us, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, trying to find those plus sizes is super important. Well, for me, it's just like, some <coughs> people can make anything work. Mm. So, you know, with the resources they have, they'll be yep. able to make things work. Whereas others rely on just, like, finding clothes in their size and putting it on. And not everyone can just, like, make anything can work do and that. put yeah. things together. So then it was a matter of bringing plus-size clothes to people and making it accessible yep. without having them, like, kind of look in, like, five million different stores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And going to, like, the one shop and then being caught up in the... There's only one store that caters for plus size, and mm-hmm. I don't want to go there because everyone goes everyone there already. Goes there I don't want to look the same. As yeah, them. yeah, yeah. But it's doing pretty good, though, right? Like, well, yeah, it's doing all right. I mean, you know, it's just a matter of kind of like getting the admin around. Like, yeah, like yeah, yeah. right now, like, what the business is only run by me and my sister, so mm-hmm. there's only two of us, and I can't put my full time into it exactly. because I you have, have my job. Have a job. That's the they, that's the hustle, though. You know, um, you gotta respect the hustle. Mm. But like. Yeah, I mean the clothes look look. I was I went down the Instagram page and like even saw some of my family members, some of my friends, and it, it looks really good. Like the, some of the clothes, you know, like they they just look pretty cool. Um, I know my sister actually, you know, um, she's like, man, these are cool ass. I want to get some. Oh well, thank you. So um, feel free <laughs> to follow us on Instagram, Mr. <laughs> um, Big and Bougie. That's B I G. Don't worry, don't worry. We're we're gonna put it down on the link below. On the link below. So don't worry, guys. That's super, yeah, that's super cool. Um, anyways, moving on. Um, so, speak, so yourself, you know, coming from a good background of education, you mm-hmm. know, being Polynesian yourself, um, um, we really wanted to focus on education, the importance of it, especially in, in Aotearoa and also in, in, like, I guess here in Aotearoa and also in Australia and stuff like that. Like, from 1 to 10, how important, like, do you feel education to you is? Um, how important do you 
yeah. How important do you the level of education is and why? I think on a scale of one to ten, ten being the most important, one being not. I think education is crucial. Mm. Ten. However, please don't be mistaken for education being formal education as a means of getting a degree. Yeah. I mean that it's important for people to be educated, whether it's educated in trade, educated in um, getting a degree, educated in resourcing yourself with the tools to yeah. kind of carry on with the skills that you have. That's what I mean is that it's important to be educated. Mm-hmm. Because realistically in this day and age, like a bachelor's degree only gets your like, foot in the door. For exactly. Is what it is, but people can make the same amount of money doing something else. But then I mean, like research the skills that you have. Okay, you're good at sewing. Okay, go and like see what can I do with the skills that I have. Educate yourself for what you can do. Right, it's it's so important, especially like, man. I feel like it just plays a big impact, especially in all of our lives. Mm-hmm. Like when you're more well educated, you like it just you make more educated decisions. You yeah. know what I mean, you surround yourself by good people. Like going to our next, uh, like. Our next question, like, um, how do you feel like uh, the difference between private versus public schools? Like, do you feel like that actually makes a difference? Do you feel like the level of education um, really matters at that point? Like, because I know like a, a lot of people are actually trying to push, like you know, like especially in the Polynesian community, I've been seeing a lot of people, all of them taking their kids more to to private schools right, rather than you know public schools. Okay, for education wise, I feel like the education or the like the specific education you get mm-hmm. is the same both in private and public school. Meaning five plus five in private school is exactly the same as five plus five in, in public school. Public school. But what it is is that the opportunities that people are open to exactly. in private school okay, cool, are yeah. way bigger. Mm-hmm. For example, the people that I'll meet if I went to a public school wouldn't allow me to have the opportunities that I have if I were friends with other people mm, in private, private schools. schools. For example, if I am with making friends at private schools, yep. those are children of lawyers, children of like, you know, Doctors, pres- you know prestigious, prestigious people, people in society. You know what I mean? And then I have the resources. I'll be like, okay, I want to be a lawyer. I remember my friend. And then, for example, my that friend's dad you. could be yeah. the boss and be like, oh, I remember you. You were so-and-so's friend. All right, I can hire you. Mm. Like Those opportunities are available to me if I went to a private school. Exactly. Yeah, um, I mean, personally, like, because we, like, I actually had the privilege, like, of, um, I went to, I actually went to a public school before I went to a private school, mm-hmm. so, like, I, it was super cool to, like, just experience the difference between um, the hours, because exactly what you're saying, like, I experienced that, you know, like, um, you know, going to a public school with all my friends, my homies, you know, like, it wasn't, I guess, for me, like, it wasn't really, um, education wasn't a, pro- it was a priority, but it wasn't a priority, I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, going to school is important, but going to class, like, really wasn't. Um, or, like, just the friends around you. Like, there was always one or two that, you know, was well-focused, well-driven in those in those public schools. But, like, when I went there and I left to a private school, like, the culture was so different. Like, the atmosphere, I guess. Yeah. The atmosphere was, was a completely different vibe. Um, and just um, different people, right? Like, they actually cared. Oh, my gosh, I only got, only got 95% in my exam. I want to see if I can reset it and do a 99. I was yeah. like, like, are you serious? Like, you got a 95. Like, isn't that good? You know? And I think it's almost like there's, they're from two different lives. Mm. Like, people in public school, like, they have a whole different other ball game that they're dealing with. 
like whatever they have going on at home yep, yep, and yep, I've yep. never met so many students like in the public school like they know how to hustle mm. like they have everything going for them every single day and they've got like other challenges that they face and yet they're still waking up going to school waking up and making sure that they make a difference because they want to escape a life that they might not want to be recycling that way of life whereas people who go to bu- pub, um, private school like mm-hmm. they don't understand the privilege that they walk in yeah like for them it's just like I go to school and that's just a routine but it's just like there are two different challenges in the way that they walk in life. Do you, do you feel like if they, if people, if kids in public school step back and then actually um, realize it's not just a routine, mm. it's actually going to play a major impact in your life? Like that would make a difference? I think so. Like for me at the school that I work at, we're like right back then in the middle. Like there are rich kids that come from Point Chevalier and then there are kids who aren't as like in the middle class, almost yeah, yeah, like yeah. kind of like on the outskirts, come from Greyland and they meet halfway in between. Mm-hmm. But because we're in a desal area that works with um, Point Chev, we aren't able to get the funding that we need for yep. crucial things that some of our kids need. They actually need. Yeah, that they need that, but we can't get it because of the location of our school area. So it's almost like the system rigs that a bit, but it's just like if those kids are able to recognize that yep. they're sitting beside some of the richest kids in Auckland, and that they can work side by side to each other and keep up with them, that that shows that, you know, it's not a matter of having money to be educated. Mm. Oh, yeah. Um, but going off that, like, being a teacher yourself, Bila, and, like, you probably see it a lot when you're, while you're teaching or when you're in your, in your classrooms or at school. Um, I guess what's the best way, I guess, to make a... Um, to help kids realize the importance of education or parents as well like just in our community in general because i feel like we're complacent some we can be complacent sometimes and like oh like school's down the road just go there yeah not really realizing like oh like education matters it makes a difference like where do you want your kid to go hmm. you know i think it's important for parents to understand that they need to support their kids in what they do at school the same way they support them with their sporting exactly oh that's so then that's where it kind of like outweighs the other Mm. it's okay what's important but however i understand that like what i think some caucasian people or people who don't understand pacific islanders don't understand is that for some pacific islanders like that is the opportunity and the quickest way to get to where they need to be exactly so that they put all the effort into that but however they need to understand that one injury all it takes is one injury mm-hmm. and then you've got nothing to fall back on exactly so then they need to like kind of like equalize where mm. the priorities are and they need to be strengthened in both sort of ways of learning where the, your you know sports is mm-hmm. equally as important as the education they have yeah that's so true like because we we see there's a lot of gifted athletes obviously especially in our community mm-hmm. um in our in, um where the pacific islander wherever they are like yeah and then sometimes and that's i guess you could say that as well like with the music industry as well like a lot of, like it's it's a it's the quick it's not i'm not saying that it's a quick way to get money but like if you make it yeah you you, you make it yeah. like once you get that one track or once you get that one contract like you're there you know but people don't realize like education can also amplify those type of opportunities too even if or not you get the opportunity mm-hmm. right like um yeah, so, like, even, let's say, at the end of the day, like, when you finish your contract, or let's say you, when you finish with, like, um, making music, like, you know, education is always going to be there. You're, we're always learning, right? 
Yeah. Um, and it just helps out other people, and especially their families. Like, you have something to fall back on, right? You have something to go into a career or something to do with your life. I think for a lot of the Pacific Island families who are currently in New Zealand, like, their children are, like, first-generation, like, you know, New Zealand-born mm-hmm. islanders. And for some of their parents, is they want to help, mm-hmm. but they don't have the language to help their kids. For example, when kids come home with homework and they're like, okay, there's a reading text I need to understand the comprehension questions and yep. make inferences for it. Yep. Parents can't like physically help them because mm-hmm. they don't have the language for it. So I think what communities need to start doing is trying to equip parents with the correct knowledge to support and help their kids. Because if I'm being totally honest, I've never seen more supportive parents than Pacific Island parents. That's Every true. Every single game, they're there. That's in, true. In the kitchen, that's, that's after facts. matches. Yeah. Yelling out after matches, yeah. whatever it is, rugby games, always there. Always there. Every single thing. Because they are natural people who want to help. Mm-hmm. And with those types of things, there's no language needed. Mm-hmm. Like, I can support my child in whatever language I speak. If it's an after match, common sense comes in. I know that mm-hmm. food needs to be prepared. I can cook for it and cater for it. My family, for whoever's yeah. here. Because that's what we do. However, when it becomes a matter of trying to help them with reading and writing uh-huh. or with math and that's the thing. And that's the uh, thing, though. Like... Um, do you think it's just? Do you think language is the only problem? Why we're not, as a community, um, doing our best to support our children in education, or like do whatever they can? Like, like for example, if I can't read or if I'm not good at math, like, am I willing to take my kid to an extra courses here and there to like make sure they they better that that specific aspect? I think parents are willing, but then it comes back down to. Like money speaks a lot okay. for it, you know. Yeah. So and then there aren't like, like if I want my child to do well, mm-hmm. I need to get them a tutor. Tutors are expensive. So what does it become? Do I buy a tutor for my stu- uh, for my child so they can learn this, or do I put them on the table for next week? Mm. So where does this? Sit? And it's like okay, that's a good, like that's a good argument right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What can I do? And what is the educational system helping me to do this with? That's why I try to implement like. For me, I've implemented an initiative at my school called the Pacifica Success Initiative, where like our lunch times, uh-huh. I get all Pacifica Island students to come to an extra class. They're like, well, any questions that any they questions have, not like them, and I then like I that. help them with their learning. Yeah, because there might be questions that they can't answer, ask or answer in class because they're too shy to talk to their teacher. But I can just like relate and understand that's, what they're going through. That's yeah, that's super cool. Cause like, yeah, thinking back into primary school, like. There's a lot of things that I wish I would have known or I would have um, understood, um, you know, like just uh, with like certain questions, you know, certain things, certain subjects. Um, but, yeah, I guess from that point of view, like, you, you really do have to wonder, like, am I going to put food on the table, right? Or yeah. am I going to continue to invest? Because, like, that's a long-term investment, right, in your child, right? Let's say you put everything, you put everything, and we've we, we kind of seen that sometimes where we put everything to a kid, to a children, and then they don't want to do that decision yeah. when it comes to the future, right? And then, like, then you're like, whoa, parents are like, well, I've done all this for you, right? And then, like, and then you're just going to, you know, mess it up or, like, you know, like, you're not going to do what I just... Because on all that time that you've invested in that child, like, you know, like, you could have done something else with all that um, investment. I think with, with that specifically and parents supporting their kids, my biggest advice would be to start in primary. Because when you get to high school, it's too late. Yeah. They, they've got, like, the, all the foundational blocks of learning have already, like, been missed. For example, all maths that we do stem from basic fact yep. knowledge. 
the addition and subtraction multiplication division <laughs> if they can't do that and they don't know their timetables and they're halfway through form five like all maths that's revolving around that it's hard. Cr- crumbles because they don't have basic foundation knowledge mm-hmm. so there's no point in supporting high school because yes well there's a point but if you want your child to succeed and be the best yeah honestly primary school kids making sure they do their basic facts knowledge making sure they're reading and writing because if they are readers automatically it improves their writing because they want to replicate what they read and whatever they do and write and then from there they have vocab and they have knowledge mm-hmm. from reading exactly. that they want to yeah. put out there in the world automatically it starts with comprehension their listening skills improve then they can have conversation using words mm-hmm. that they have read it just makes it easier it just mm. makes it easier for them in, the, in like an in intermediate and in, 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 in everything else yeah, in high school and then after that like you know like we have those kids like that do go grow up and then like you know they just get a little uh messes with their mind a little bit like i can't do this i can't do that you know especially with um, you know, all people challenging with with that those kind of things in life. So like, yeah, that's that's, yeah. I just feel like, yeah, it makes it a lot easier, you know, um, and easier is always better sometimes. It one hundred percent is, but it's just a matter of like sometimes, like, I'm, I understand that there are multiple different challenges that are going on in the world, mm-hmm. and that <laughs> as Pacific Islanders, we. Like have our own challenges that other people don't know about. So mm. then it's almost like we're kind of handicapped when we're walking in life because we've got other things that we yeah. go on. For example, with those who already are from successful families, yeah. they don't need to go back and look after their family because they can look after themselves already. They've made enough to look after them. And then they can just worry about yeah, the kids. Yeah, they can just worry about themselves. Whereas for me, I've my parents are somewhat doing well now mm-hmm. and then when i grow up and i've you know become more established and i've successful yeah. i still have my family that i need to look after exactly and then the one step i've taken forward i still need to take two steps back so we'll constantly like constantly stay in the same forward. yeah constantly just stay in the same place 100%. and and just speaking on that as well i'm going into the last question like do you feel like um i don't know like sometimes like yeah that that is true like we can have that um, you know, staying in the same place, mm. but like our potential as a community is a big one, right? Like we we can achieve so much, but so I feel like sometimes, um, should we let those? I don't know, like if, like, yeah, those are super important things, and I'm not saying that like that that um, that we should not address those, but do you think that um, we? St- can use those as an excuse or stop ourselves from achieving what we can. Oh, 100%. You know? 100%. I think sometimes as Pacific Islanders, we're toxic towards our own people. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, this is what some people in a toxic situation will do. I've come here and I've sat here and I've looked at your podcast. Instead of supporting you and putting the word out, mm-hmm. I go ahead and start my own podcast to try to be better than you. Mm-hmm. It's just like, why do that when so, try to support your own people? Like, I know for a fact, like, I've got some people who come looked at my boutique kind of similar look for similar things and start their own and i'm just like okay that's fine but it's just like why steal and kind of like put down our own people yeah and i think the way of succeeding is that we want to help each other so then there needs to be some sort of conference that happens where we Mm -hmm. can like come together as like small businesses or as like as Pacific people Mm -hmm. and then like that's so true network with with each other and i'm like if i have um if I need makeup artists, I know makeup yeah. artists that I can support yeah. because I've networked with them. Yeah. If I have an event, I've got, I know event people and then we support our own. Exactly. We'll go and pay like, I don't know, some person who's got a huge <laughs> multi-million dollar business, thousands of dollars to plan a wedding. Well, we can just yeah. come over to the community, find someone that's actually just as good and support them that way. Yeah. 
But then we don't want to because it's just like, oh, no. And that's the thing that, like, why, I guess, I don't know, like, why is it that when we see, we see our own people, you know, thrive, or when they start something, right, and they continue to do it, but, like, I guess, why do we want to drag them down? It's just, it's just like, like, for me, like, we should be supporting our own people, right, giving them the best opportunities and, and, like, helping them, oh, man, you're doing good in life, but instead we're just like, oh, what are you trying for, you know, we're just going to end up the same way you are, you know what I mean? Well, for me, it's because when we see ordinary day people or people that we know succeed, it's tangible now, in the sense of, I know this person and they're yeah. succeeding, so I know that I can do it now because someone at my level has yeah. somewhat made success. For example, if we look at, like, I don't know, Bill Gates is making millions of dollars. Like, I'm not going to be jealous of him. Billions. Because, oh, well. <laughs> okay, okay. Billions, whatever. <laughs> Sorry, let me make a correction. But do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going yeah, to try exactly. to be jealous yeah, and yeah, put yeah. him down because yeah. it's not even tangible. Like, he's, I'm not even in his atmosphere of thought. Mm-hmm. But then if my next door neighbor has made, like, a couple of thousand dollars, I know her personally, and I know that, okay, like, she's just an ordinary person. If she can do it, I definitely I can, can do, it. do it. But instead of supporting her, i be like, let me just drag it down because now I need to do it better. <laughs> because people love to kind of support you. Yeah. Like, you can do good, but just yeah. don't be better than me. That's you know true. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. <laughs> and that's what it comes down to. It does, it does. And, like, I f- we just need to be... I don't know. Um, we just need to be supportive to our own people, you know? Like, we just need to just... Because we can achieve any... Like, that's why I don't understand. It's like, sometimes they drag people down, too, because they they don't see the, their own potential, right? Because, like, any like all of us have, you know, have that potential. Yeah. We can achieve great things. We can do great things. It's up to us if we're willing to work towards those things. And it's not mm-hmm. a matter of people are dragging each other down. It's just like, okay, so I see someone who's got a business. I'm like, yeah. okay, where do you get your balloons from? Where do you do this, this, and this mm-hmm. from? And I'm just like, do you go to KFC and ask him for the secret recipe? <laughs> no, because that's how he gets his business and he's successful. <laughs> so either come up with your own way, or yes, I can tell you how to be successful yeah, in the business. Exactly. But I'm not going to tell you the secret recipe, or else what's the point? I didn't build all of this time so to you, be successful. Exactly. But I can help you be successful in what you do. Without being exactly the same as me. <laughs> so don't go out there and try to find the secret reason. <laughs> <laughs> the secret sauce, man. It's that secret sauce. Nah, yeah. That's super cool. Um, thanks, Bila, for joining us today, though. No worries. It's um, been a pleasure. It's been, be no, it's, it's, it's actually a pleasure for us. Are you actually being here with us today? Um, all your thoughts and your words of wisdom. Um, <laughs> but again... Um, We'll, we're gonna put uh, Bila's um, business and also his Instagram down below. So if you want, you know, to, to like, comment, and subscribe, um, and also to, to give him a like and shout out as well for for Bad and Booch. Um, shout out to Bas- Pasadena, right? Uh, shout out to Pasadena. Don't to follow <laughs> and subscribe um, at Big and Bougie so that you yes can. Yes, sir. Um, yes, sir. Have a hot girl summer. <laughs> hot girl. <laughs> Hockey summer coming out, so everybody got yeah, coming you know, to you. Coming to you, yeah. So um, all year round, four <laughs> seasons, all four seasons, hot all year round. <laughs> all four seasons, I like that. Anyways, thanks guys for watching. Um, yeah, make sure you like, subscribe, and comment. We'll see you guys till next time. All right, see you guys.